<laughs> so what's up, cats and jammer kids? Hey, it's Big John with another panic attack. And, oh, man, heavens. Heavens to Betsy. Follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. <clears throat> Remember to hit the like, the share, and the subscribe buttons. Leave a comment or don't because I don't look at comments. But so all of the, all of that being said, I got to correct a couple of things. Uh, I said in recent videos that uh, sometimes when I'm going off the top of my head, I, I get things wrong, as people do. Um, one, I was premature, and nobody likes it when a guy is premature. Uh, we didn't know why at first Steven Crowder was suspended from YouTube. Um, there was a lot of there were a lot of, are a lot of, there are some, however you want to count ballpark numbers, people being uh, suspended right now for transphobic, um, what's that other, the, I don't know if there's a new phobia out, there's a new one out every week, and no one's afraid of gays, no one's afraid of trans people, but they call it phobia anyways. I think I was working with the assumption from what I saw on Steven Crowder's show uh, a week or two, two weeks ago that YouTube must have suspended him for uh, the uh, segment on uh, trans or drag queens. Pardon me, drag queens. Oh, I got a drag queen story to tell you guys, too. Um... <laughs> That's going to get cool. So anyhow, uh, I, I think I assumed because of what else went on at that time frame, the uh, deplatforming and suspensions of people. For trans and drag phobic things. That that's why Steven got suspended. And I've been in the back of my mind for two weeks now to correct myself, but haven't had the time to. The, it gets weirder or worse, though. Because the reason Crowder's show was suspended from YouTube was this. Carrie Lake was on there as a spatial guest. And she was talking about the fairest... I don't have to say it on this on Rumble. Never mind. I don't have to lie and say it was the fairest, freest, most honest election in history. <laughs> Carrie Lake said that... And Carrie Lake, if you don't know, is a candidate for uh, governor of Arizona. Uh, was uh, ultra... Wait, wait, what are we now? Nuclear... Ultra MAGA Republican. Do I have all the 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 words there now? I don't know. Uh, anyway, she was endorsed by Donald Trump and um, Mike Pence, who I've now lost respect for. And it took me a while to lose respect for Mike Pence, but uh, 
the final straw happened uh, with his campaign against Carrie Lake. Uh, also, fat ass Chris Christie. I think he was. Got, I think his actual intention. To, he, he what he he got confused. He thought somebody said eat Carrie Lake, or you know he he thought he was gonna like devour Lake Carrie or something. I don't know. But anyways, Chris Christie was out there campaigning against Carrie Lake. Uh, that's got nothing to do with Steven Crowder's suspension. Carrie Lake was on Crowder. She mentioned that, you know, you're, you're deaf, dumb, and blind if you can't see that Donald Trump was robbed in the 2020 election. That got the Steven Crowder show a hard strike and a two-week suspension. Okay. How is he... How is Crowder's show... How is the Steven Crowder channel... Not just channel, but channels. Because he has one called Crowder Clips where he uploads like, you know, 5, 10, 15 minute long segments. Uh, so both of his channels were put on suspension for two weeks. How does that... How... how how does something that a guest says cause a channel to get deplatformed? So what YouTube is saying is, if I don't like the Young Turks, that if they follow the same set of rules for everyone, I don't personally care for Chenk Unger or whatever his name is. Uh, I, if for a while, I did like the Young Turks when they had like Jimmy Dore and uh, Chunk was always there. Chunk, Chunky, Chank, <laughs> Chunky Chank, kind of like me. Anyhow, the uh, this is my cigar cutter, by the way. Um, let's say I don't like the Young Turks, but I find my way onto their program. I bamboozle my way on there. And, and I say, Joe Biden stole the election. And they let me elaborate because they obviously don't agree with that. And then they want me to, they want to, you know, get uh, clips and information from me so they can later poke fun at me, right? But wouldn't the Young Turks be suspended or get a strike because Crowder's gotten strikes before he's gotten suspensions before he has I think twice as many followers on YouTube as the Young Turks And I'm sure there have been controversial things said on the Young Turks program. 
but where are their strikes? I mean, I don't watch their show, but where are their strikes? Where are their suspensions? But for a show host, a channel host, to be held accountable for something that one of his guests says is ridiculous. It, what is he supposed to do? You know, cut them off, cut their feed, jump, jump from, you know, just have his producer or whoever, director, whatever they are, shut that camera and microphone off and just go on when somebody brings up the most fair, free, honest election in history. That really doesn't make a lot of sense. That a content creator is now accountable when the really the election wasn't even the topic. Her election was what she was there to talk about, not the 2020 election. She just happened to bring it up. And it was such a small piece of what she talked about and such a small part of that day's show, I completely missed it. Wasn't until I was watching Crowder on Rumble that I saw that's what he's got he got suspended for. That was it. So there's the correction on that. Also, a few weeks ago I was going off about uh Drew Hernandez. Uh I got confused. Drew Hernandez has always been a content creator and a uh alternative journalist or journal online journalist I got him and Cash Patel confused and I was trying to think of the name of the person that, that said the steel dossier is going to be called the steel dossier because some at the FBI wanted to call it the Trump dossier it was actually Cash Patel who worked for the FBI and named the Steele dossier the Steele dossier because it was given to them by uh, a person named Steele, uh, a liar named Steele, and then leaked to the press by John McCain, old lopsided face himself. And so, credit to Cash Patel, he's of course, in the news again because quite possibly the FBI raid on the Trump uh, Mara Lago estate. They may have been looking for uh, information about Operation Crossfire, the uh, attempt to tie the Trump campaign to Russian collusion. And those might have been the documents that they thought Trump was going to dump on the public right before the 2022 elections. But nonetheless, we're seeing a lot of deplatforming, a lot of censoring of different people, particularly people that support. MAGA candidates or Republicans or Donald Trump 
once again, right before an election, we're seeing the, the new media, social media, starting to take hits at conservatives. Somebody that people think is going to be censored or deplatformed next is Viva Fry. And I'm surprised that Twitter allows this tweet to stay up. Viva, of course, is V-I-V-A, as you would expect it to be spelled. Fry is spelled F-R-E-I. F-R-E-I. Viva Fry. Uh, His Twitter handle is The Viva Fry. And you can find his YouTube channel, Viva Fry. He's uh, he's like me, only smarter. He's like he's like nerd cool, nerd funny. I like to call it because he's a big old geek. He has a cooler fro than I do. But here's what Viva Fry tweeted about what's what's causing all this, as the Nature Boy and Arn Anderson would say. He said, if you choose to disregard, one, the Russia hoax, two, the Steele dossier hoax, and the FBI falsifying evidence it's submitted to a secret FISA court, and now you choose to believe the FBI was justified in the Trump raid, you're not dumb you are morally and intellectually bankrupt. <laughs> Good one, Viva Fry. So we'll end this segment on that note and come back and uh, gab up on this student loan debit forgiveness. Nothing's being forgiven. <laughs> gonna cost us a shit ton of money I'll come right back and talk about that for a few minutes it's the final countdown if you ever wondered what the Europe the band Europe the hair band if you ever wondered what their song the final countdown would sound like played by an old Fashioned, uh, what, what what kind of music would that be? Uh, a medieval version, a medieval cover of the Europe song "Final Countdown." That is what you just heard. For those of you that give a shit, uh, and, and that would be nobody. So, <laughs> student loan forgiveness. Forgiveness means something just went away. I believe in Jesus, so my sins are forgiven. They're gone. Now, technically uh, speaking, Jesus paid for my sins, and God forgave them through Jesus. So, who's going to bear the sins of (laughs) the student loan forgiveness? Forgiveness. They did a reverse Robin Hood. 
according to Glenn Beck and the University of Chicago. Good old chicken in the car and the car won't go. That's how you spell Chicago. <laughs> the Windy City. Uh, University of Chicago says basically what this is going to do is transfer $192 billion from the rich to the poor. Or no, from the poor to the rich. They're taking money from the poor and giving it to the, the rich in the way of a $10,000 wipe off of your student loan debt or up to $20,000 if you had uh, some kind of grant. A grant I think I got. I just keep forbearing my student loans because I'm poor and I can't pay them back. What's the real cost of this, though? The real deal, real, real cost of this. This is going to cost $427 billion. $427 billion. That's two times the budget of the army. That's more than the gross domestic product of Hong Kong and 182 other countries. So basically to wipe away or forgive student loans, it's going to cost the United States taxpayer more money than 182 individual countries have in gross domestic product. And Hong Kong is a very wealthy country. Keep in mind, people, there are about 190 or 191 recognized countries by the United Nations. So that means as far as stu if student loan debt wealth, the wealth, I'll just call it forgiveness. I'll go along with the lie. If student loan forgiveness was a country, it would be in the top 10 of gross domestic products. <laughs> you got to be shitting me. I mean, isn't that what that means? If this amount of money, $427 billion, is greater than the gross domestic product of Hong Kong and 182 countries. That means there are 10 countries with GDPs higher than the student loan bailout. Am I, am I thinking that right? That sounds right to me. Depending on how many countries there are in the world. But just giving you perspective on how much money this really is that's being written off or being transferred from the rich to the poor. Because you got to keep in mind this will be funded by taxpayers. And it's going to cost about $2,000 per taxpayer to pay for 20% of the population's debt. Only 20% of the United States population has has student loan debt. 
So 80, Eighty percent of the population is going to lend ten thousand dollars each to twenty percent of the population, but they're never gonna that eighty percent. They're never gonna get their two thousand dollar loan back. The government's just taking two thousand dollars from eighty percent of the population and giving it to twenty percent of the population in $10,000 increments for student loan forgiveness. There's a lot of question, does Biden have this power or will he have to go through Congress? One way or the other, this is an election year talking point. The Democrats are going to take this to the voters and say, oh, look, we love you. We're trying to pay off your, we're helping you. We want to help you get rid of that student loan debt. Elizabeth Warren is saying, well, you know, there are kids that, you know, can't afford to move out of their parents' houses and they can't afford to start businesses and they can't afford to go to work because they they have this debt hanging over them. Well, they made the choice to go into debt. They made that choice. This isn't new. Student loan debt, yeah, you're 18 and stupid. But if you're 18 to, I think it's up until you're 22 or 23, your parents have to co-sign the loan for you or they have to take the loan out for you. So people made rational decisions to go into debt those of us from the 1990s that grew up Gen X, we were promised if you go to college, you will make more money than someone who does not. Well, then the economy and the world changed, and now everybody, Tom, Dick, and Harry has a college degree. And a lot of people thought, oh, well, I'll make more money if I go to college. Oh, I'll get a, a degree in interpretive dance or art or art history. What kind of freaking job are you going to get with that degree? I digress. That's a whole different topic. It is a low ball estimate that this will increase, the, at least, will increase inflation by 0.2%. To 0.3 percent. That doesn't seem like much, but when the price of gasoline is already unaffordable, when people are not paying their rent, when uh, what where's that statistic? One out of six Americans are so far behind on their electric bills that they are almost to the point of having their electricity turned off. A small fraction of a percentage in uh, of increase in inflation is going to hurt them because they're already you know they're already beyond the point of hurt financially. Okay, remember last month Joe Biden's big braggadocious point, his big brag 
was that inflation didn't go up. It stayed about the same. Oh, thank heavens, Joe. It stayed at 8.5%, which is a record high. Uh, it might have even come down half a percent from 9%. But did you feel any relief at the grocery store, at the gas pump? Gas prices are still a dollar more than they were a couple years ago. I'd say right now gasoline, if they were being honest, $2 a gallon, if we were allowed to openly pump out oil into the market as, as starved as the world market is for crude oil right now, gasoline would be 2 bucks a gallon. And the United States should be energy independent. But another topical for another time. So amidst all of this, the student loan bribe to get votes of people that are in debt. You have soaring rent prices, soaring food prices. And... The Democrats have to go out and try to buy votes. That's what all of this amounts to. That's all this is, is a bribery of the voter ahead of the midterm election. They're trying to buy your votes. $427 billion dollars larger than the gross domestic product of Hong Kong, a very wealthy country, a very modern country. Don't be fooled. This supposed student loan forgiveness transfers $192 billion from the poor to the rich. 80% of us, well, I have student loan debt, but, and maybe just on principle, I might not even apply for this $10,000 just to be the honest dumbass that I am. And actually, people say take it. Take whatever the government can give you because they will take, they're, over time, they're going to take from you in taxes more than this $2,000 that it's going to come down to every taxpayer. And you're not going to see that $2,000 all at once. There'll be incremental little increases in uh, taxes and different fees uh, and things along the way. Uh, cuts in spending in one place to send money to the Department of Education to pay for this and things like that. But whatever. 80% of Americans have to bail out 20%. Where's the bailout for the other 80%? Now you're opening a floodgate. And this goes back to 2009 when Obama, Joe Biden's buddy, Joe Biden's president, said, let's take the student loan debt away from private companies 
and put it in the hands of the government because the government is the only thing big enough to handle that kind of burden. Now the government's saying, well, you know, we really can't handle it. We're going to have to rob from the poor and give to the rich. And Republicans are the ones that are out for the wealthy. $192 billion being transferred from working class Americans to rich Americans to write off $10,000 in their debt. I digress. I don't even know what that means to digress, to be honest with you. I hear it all the time on Jim Cornette's little pod, big old podcast, actually. But anyways, God bless you guys. Pray for one another. Remember to love somebody and be the reason somebody feels loved. Till next time, this was Panic Attack with Big John. Well, man, they're, <coughs> they're really jamming now, buddy. Listen to that, those flutes and whatever the frick instruments they're playing. Guitars, mandolins. Oh, man. They're rocking out in their pilgrim hats. enough weird owl thing so i forgot i promised you guys uh, a transvestite story so if you're listening on the podcast this is segment number three and if you watch it on the video this is a brand new video uh, uh or pardon me a drag queen drag queen stories from my life experiences this is fucking hilarious it's hilarious to me i don't know if it is to you which one do I want to start with? Well, let's start with this. Remember, it's Panic Attack with Big John. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. Follow me on Getter and Twitter at the real underscore Big John. Okay, so last night, because it's technically it's 2.30 a.m., so this was last night. I think, was it? No, I'm, I'm doing my ride share business. There is a and these were very nice people by the way. Not knocking drag queens or anything. But I see coming at me somebody with a a, a big a big uh, African American, big black person, okay, black folks, love them to death. Uh, I pull, I pull into the parking lot of this hotel that I, I've been to many times, dropping people off. It is 
uh, in the Liberty section of the Youngstown region. It's a day's in and it's a hub of nefarious activity. So I go to pull up under the, the little canopy thing and right next to the canopy so that you can't pull up under it and pull through and it's not a very wide canopy area anyhow but anyways there's three motorcycles parked there at an odd angle so you can't pull up under the canopy and pull through that's nothing to do with the story just setting the scene so I pull up on the outside of the canopy but there's a walkway where you can come through come out the door there's the canopy there's a couple flower beds and there's a walkway between the two flower beds I see coming at me large black guy black woman pardon me boobs breastesis pumped up uh, they weren't real breastesist. And it wasn't a woman. I'm just waiting. See this person approaching my car. They got a do-rag on, but a shaved head, but like whatever. No hair, but a do-rag anyway. And I take a second glance and I'm like, there's a lot of masculine features on that woman. And I'm not, you know, double not doing a double take like what? What am I looking at? I'm just waiting for the person to make their way to my car. I realize this is a dude. And he's got on a push-up bra to make the appearance that he has breast. He did have nice man boobs. They were man boobs. He's wearing makeup, not a tremendous amount, but just enough that, uh, you know, some foundation and lipstick. There's an older gentleman carrying a very colorful, uh, tropical looking dress. Looks like something somebody in Jamaica would wear. Kind of like a cross between the Seinfeld pirate shirt and the uh, dress on the Chiquita Banana lady, if she's still there. Very beautiful dress. All colors of the rainbow. So, old boy gets into my car. The older gentleman with him, who's carrying his dress for him, is his father. So we have father and son son openly drag queen obviously openly gay and his father is cool with it and so uh, there's evidently a drag party or drag show going on at a local gay bar in Youngstown uh, the name of the bar is Switch if you're ever in Youngstown and you're gay or drag or trans uh, looks like a nice place uh, I've taken many people there. It seems very, very friendly. They all seem friendly. Um, 
one time I had two guys they were they were manly men <laughs> closet queens they said uh, 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 it's my friend's birth uh, talking in their best manly man voices and they were uh, yeah, we uh, we just uh, it's it's his birthday and he he wanted to go to a gay bar for his birthday. We 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 you know gay bars are cool. You know we're not gay, but you know it, it's it's a it's a good place to just go hang out on your birthday. Yeah, okay, guys. Uh, they were in town to I think either construction or uh, I think they might be the guys that like check the fire extinguisher systems in hotels like official inspectors I don't care if they were gay or not but they they thought that I might care so they had to you know keep it on the D low oh we're just going to a gay bar you know for 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 fun we don't we we aren't gay give a damn if you're gay or not but anyways uh this drag queen that I met tonight you know he wasn't in his drag queen garb just yet his dad was carrying it for him and there was some drama going on between him and some other drag queens. But, you know, this is perfectly fine with me. It, you know, they can do what they want to do. People, anybody, when I say they, I mean the drag queens, gays, transvestites. You do you, you know. It's not my lifestyle. I don't believe in it. I don't believe it's what God intended. But you be you. And you got to answer for it just like I got to. And you can be forgiven just like I can be forgiven. So it's not judgmental. It's just laying out how I feel. Um, and this dude was nice as hell. But he was in some drama with some other drag queens. And, you know, people wanting rides to and from another city. And, well, they were going to give me $45 each way or $100 each way. And this and that and the other and you know or a hundred dollars total and well that would have been all the gas money to go back and forth and you know but it was just interesting here's this like middle-aged drag queen he, he looked to be my age but in his 40s and his father looked to be in his 60s or 70s and dad was like cool I'm going to carry your dress down to the gay bar for you, and we're going to put on a drag show tonight. Oh, so-and-so's come. And they were calling each other by their birth names, you know, Ed, and there was somebody named Ed and some other names. They were talking on the phone. And uh, as the drag queen was getting out of my car, he, he was like, I'm in a kind of feminine but yet still deep voice. I'm sorry you had to you know, witness that, that drama, I'm like, yeah, hey, man, that's cool, I didn't say man, I said, hey, that's cool, well, you know, I, I don't, doesn't bother me, you know, have a good night, I was polite to him, so the other, this is where it gets real fun, because, oh, by the way, this drag queen was talking about going to, uh, going to the judge's house, uh, I believe, he was from Akron because they were asking me a lot about how much would a ride to, to and from Akron cost and they said well how much would a ride to Canton cost and I said off the top of my head blah blah amount and so anyways 
Uh, they were asking for a friend. Anyway, so dad and son, dad in his 60s or 70s, son in his 40s, all ready for the drag show. I just found it. I mean, they're nice people, very nice and polite. You know, they had some drama going on with some of the other drag queens being catty, but, you know, that's life. Heck, me and my guy friends get catty with each other sometimes, you know. But uh, none of us are gay or drag queens. We're just, we get on each other's nerves because we're always hanging out with each other. Like, chew with your damn mouth shut. Only this was like, bitch better have my money. Who's what this this drag queen was all about. And it's drama with his friend. And so, and the friend he was talking to said, I know you're mad at me because somebody tried to call and I didn't call and this and that and the call. and But I got a present for you. And I, whoever was on the phone, because they had the person on speaker. He said, said, one drag queen said to the other, I got a cookie for you when I get there. I don't know if cookie's code for something else or it was a literal cookie or they're just talking about some kind of present. I don't, I don't want to get into all that. Okay, <laughs> but that was interesting. One was in life, life lesson, I guess. So the other one. Oh, and there's a judge somewhere in Canton or Akron that's uh, paying a drag queen to come over to his house and put on a drag show for him in private. So, hmm. <laughs> Another time, uh, I used to have a, a, a kind of deal with a local drug rehabilitation facility. The insurance companies were using Lyft to transport... Uh, people to and from medical appointments and drug rehabilitation falls under the category well because of Obamacare drug rehab has to be covered by all insurances and it's covered by um, the people I dealt with were, were mainly covered by um, like well what What's it called? Medicaid. They're covered under Medicaid. And so I get in. Another black male, skinny this time. High-pitched voice. Very eccentric and you know, a lot of hand movements and femininity uh, in his body language. And I'm like, all right, this is cool, whatever. And... Uh, so I'm making small talk. I'm like, so what do you do for a living? Uh, or what did you do before you went into rehab for a, a job? And he's like, I'm a drag queen. And I'm like, well, damn, you're blunt about it. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You know, and he's like, yeah, you know. And so we're talking. We're driving up uh, what you consider a country road. A lot of farmland on either side, pastures. Uh, you know, not a lot of houses around. We get to this one intersection, and uh, he said, "Where are we?" I'm like, uh, 
we're in New Waterford. New Waterford, if you turn to the right, it's right there. And he said, yeah, I got a client that lives down there. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> Let me tell you something about New Waterford. So you got a, a, a homosexual drag queen making a trip from Youngstown, Ohio. Hey, there's nothing wrong with this. Nothing wrong with being gay or drag. I'm just saying. And he's coming into a, what I would say, 99.9% white community. I would imagine the person is rich if they're paying a drag queen to come to their house and uh, put on a drag show and uh, probably other things. Perhaps a little uh, sexual activity in the process from the sounds of the way this person was talking. So you've got a rich white guy that wants that there's probably holier than thou, probably a Republican because it's a densely Republican area, probably someone I know, and I'm dragging, I'm driving, pardon me, I'm driving his drag queen home from drug rehab to uh, the man's home in Youngstown and the the bad thing is if there's a bad thing to the whole story uh, the gentleman the drag queen that I was driving home uh, he left the drug rehab early before he completed the program and I hate to see that I want to see people get rehabilitated and come out better on the other side uh, whether they are drag queens, gays, straights, trans, whatever, you know, black, white, uh, anything. But uh, the reason this gentleman left the drug rehab, I guess, couple, he said a couple white guys, a couple good old boys or rednecks or something like that, he described them as, uh, got into a fight at the breakfast table and it freaked him out. He's he's not a fighter. He doesn't like being around that. So that's why he checked himself out of the drug rehab. But knowing people from New Waterford and how cracker they are, and that's called there's a a road in my county called uh, Route 30, and north of Route 30 is predominantly a white area south of route 30 is where all the the blacks and the italians live the blue bloods live north of route 30 and this was well north of route 30 so this isn't a knock on the drag queen whatsoever this is a knock on the rich white guy that's paying a drag queen to come to his house and perform. And I, I don't even don't want to venture to imagine what the performance includes. But if he's coming to the man's house, 
you know, the guy in the first little story I talked about, he was going to a gay bar. Just going to, you know, put on a, a drag dance or fashion show or whatever a drag show is. And some gay people were going to have a good time. But if you're paying someone to dress up as a woman and come to your house, there's something more nefarious going on. Take that however you want to. I'm not judging. I'm not making fun of anyone except for the, the, the white guy in New Waterford that's rich and paying someone to come to his house and perform drag on him. But these are the things I see in life and just little stories. So I promised you guys a, a drag queen story uh, earlier on. And I just wanted to follow through on my stories. I wish them all well. I wish you well. God bless you. See you the next time on Panic Attack with Big John. Let's drag on out of here. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was funny, I don't know.